is two girls one ghost two girls one ghost this episode of two girls one ghost is sponsored by sugar bear hair simple contacts and Framebridge. and we are your ghostesses corinne and sabrina what up how's it going we're have back you slept? We're back has anyone slept we haven't no, not <laughs> us i have like permanent sleep crust in my eyes that's gross but <laughs> It's because when I do get a chance to sleep, I sleep hard. Oh my gosh. I got to a point last night where I was straight up hallucinating and hearing dogs barking. And <laughs> and I already have a fear of driving. And so then researching this topic was horrible to do at midnight last night. Ooh, wait, why do you have a fear of driving? Because I'm convinced I'm going to die in my car. Just because, yeah. <sighs> oh my gosh, this is actually because this has to do with the road. Yesterday I was driving to work at like 5 a.m. And this woman mm. cuts me off. And I notice that she is sitting in her car with a Cheshire grin on her face. Like, ew, ew. And I'm following her for a good five minutes. And, and the grin just stays on her face. And I was convinced she was possessed. That's really creepy. But I also have two <laughs> thoughts. Okay. Maybe she was listening to a podcast and was really enjoying herself. Okay. Or maybe she had teeth whitening stuff on. Mm. And she was like, I'm just going to keep it on while I drive to work. And then I'll rinse it off right before I go in. Or you like know? a bad Botox job. I don't know. Well, it's LA. So quite <laughs> possible. Quite Very possible. possible. Oh, okay. So someone actually Facebook messaged us this week and I wanted to read it because I thought it was just very endearing. It's a message to us? Yeah. Okay. This is from Brandon and he says, I'm currently stationed in Germany with the Air Force. I'm part of the 569th U.S. Forces Police Squadron. We help the German police, the American military community, in, I don't know how to say this, but it's in Germany. And he said that he started listening to a podcast a little while back and he got a few of his friends hooked on it. So when they patrol the area, everyone looks forward to him turning it on. So he asked if I could give them a shout out and I just thought it was very sweet oh and endearing. Gosh. So shout out to the 569th Security Forces members and this said, is so exciting to isn't me. it just very sweet and like <laughs> it's so sweet i just imagine them all like walking around in the silence and the dark yeah listening to the ghost stories <laughs> in the car and they're all like i just imagine them all jumping and getting scared together <laughs> don't let us overly distract you guys you've got a job to do i know but everybody listens just, when they're at work though yeah right no one wants to actually be at work no we would all be retired living in Florida at a nude colony if possible. I'm not moving to Florida. Fine. Moving to the south of France. Okay. They're all That's naked better. there. 
Florida, I just think Florida to me is like Australia. There's a lot of things there that can kill you. You know? Isn't that everywhere? Not in New England. What do we have besides harsh weather? But in terms of animals, mm. You've there's deer. not much. Deer, well, the deer aren't going to kill us. The deer are chilling. We have bears. We have Yeah. Oh, yeah. A bear and- almost ate you the other day. Yeah, but he didn't. Okay, so <laughs> I'm still fine. And that's like in the deep woods. I don't know. I just think about all those people who post pictures online of alligators going through the golf courses in Florida or like going out oh, to their pool yeah. and there's a nine foot long alligator in there. I'm like, hell no. Just trying if to If it tan. were only manatees, I would freaking live there forever. <laughs> but Oh my gosh, actually someone on Instagram, they had a theory that it wasn't a bear at your window and it was Sasquatch. Holy crap. If there were if there was someone else in the room with me at that time, I would have probably peeked out the window maybe. I say maybe because I probably wouldn't realistically. Yeah. That late at night? No way. <laughs> Crawl under the bed, every man for himself. Yeah. I wish I looked though because now I'm very curious as to what it was because it's either bear, skinwalker, or Sasquatch. Or we've already ruled out that it's not my uncle Steve. <laughs> Could be a lurking creeper. I understand that theory, but it actually makes no sense if you understood the area that we are in. The population is 12 and 10 of us were in one house. So, Well, then those other two people, you never know. (laughs) You never know your neighbors, Corinne. I really don't think they were that concerned. No, it wasn't them. They're too (laughs) old. That's what they want you to think. I saw um, there was some article I read about Sasquatch, about like Bigfoot, mm-hmm. and how it could be an interdimensional creature. Whoa. And so that's why there are never any remains found and how it will just quickly disappear. It's like and basically saying that it's that, just kind of – You froze. It's basically saying that it's just kind of a like a glitch in the dimensions. And so for a moment – People in our dimension can see this other creature, but it's not actually living amongst us full time. Weird. Cryptids. But I like that. I I mean, you know how I feel about other dimensions. It's cool. It's freaky. (sighs) Oh my gosh, I have a ghost story for you. (gasps) Tell me, tell me, tell me. (laughs) Okay, so this is a sweet one. And it's very similar to many of the stories that we get emailed Okay. My mom's, one of my mom's really good friends, her mother passed away a few years ago. Oh, that's so sad. And she had been living with my mom's friend. So, okay. if that makes sense. Am I telling this correctly? Does I think that so. sound, are you following? I'm following. Okay. I'm tired. So, I don't know when I'm <laughs> making sense and when I'm not. Uh, so, this woman needed a ride to the airport a couple days ago. And so, my mom took her. And she got into the car and my mom said she was just wearing like a little like cotton skirt and a shirt and all of her other stuff was put in the back. And then the she drops her off at the airport. And then when my mom is driving home, she notices that there's a really, really shiny penny in the middle of the seat. And my mom was thinking that's odd because she didn't have any pockets. (laughs) She wasn't carrying anything. So it's strange that a penny would come out. But my mom wasn't thinking anything paranormal at the time. She was just 
being like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So she texted her friend and said, made some joke about, because her friend was joking that she was the new, my mom was her Uber driver. And so my mom (laughs) texted her and made a joke and was like, oh, I got your tip. Thank you for the penny. (laughs) And her friend was like, oh, there was a penny. And it turns out ever since this woman's mother passed away, she leaves very shiny new pennies around whenever there's just like she needs a reassurance or is going through a change and it's kind of her mom's way to approve. And that was um, her mom's way of kind of like thanking my mom for bringing her. And also love that. Yeah. So my mom witnessed it and didn't even really realize that it was anything paranormal Paranormal until the woman was like oh that's so wild i just i know and it also just it's strange to me that it materialized in a spot that her friend was sitting in and it couldn't have gotten there any other way right and i that's what i was saying to my mom too because she she was talking about it and i was like what's interesting is that you were compelled enough to say something to your friend. Like right. it was almost like you were meant to give the message. And my mom was like, well, oh. I was just making a joke. And I was like, but at the same time, this woman's now deceased mother yeah. made sure that she planted the penny in a way that would make you stop and think, that's weird that that got there because – Right, right. It shouldn't have. It's not like she was wearing jeans or like she was wearing a little cotton skirt. Wow. You don't have pockets. Ugh. I love kind spirits. And so many people have experiences like that, which is even crazier. Yeah. And I feel like there's almost a pattern. It's like grandparents oftentimes in the emails that leave coins. You're right. I wonder what the correlation is. Yeah. I don't know. And I feel like pennies are predominantly the coin that that people find. Because it's the cheapest. (laughs) Maybe it's like (laughs) you're given a certain allowance up there. You have $1 a week and you you have to use it wisely. Who are you going to give it to? I was joking with my mom because uh, when she gave birth to me, both her and my dad had insurance that covered a lot of the hospital expenses Uh and so they ended up only having to pay $25 to have me and so she would always joke that I'm worth $25 whenever (laughs) anyone's like well how much are you worth my mom's like she's worth $25 but a cheap baby (laughs) (laughs) when people are like but isn't your life priceless I'm like no it's $25 (laughs) no it costs $25 but I was that joking with really my mom funny. since she was only tipped a penny by this woman's <laughs> mother. I was like, well, you're only worth a penny. <laughs> you're just a cheap family. <laughs> I know. You can get the uh, VN family for wholesale. Seriously. Forget discounts. You can just <laughs> buy us at wholesale. We're practically free. People just barter and trade us at this point. Now selling at Costco next to the uh, cheese danishes. Well, that would make sense because my mom does all of her shopping at Costco, like clothing-wise, too. Her whole mom too. wardrobe is from Costco. Speaking of things we like to buy and consume, we love sugar bear hair. So much. I actually just finished the last – are you on the Me same too? timing? Yes. This morning? We're in sync. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We've synced Weird. up. We're synced up. <laughs> women unite we're all synced up for our sugar bear hair vitamins 
Or men too. Yeah, with that's sugar true. Bear hair. You have nails. You have hair. Don't you want them to look amazing? Don't you want to sync up with women? Sync Equality. Up with us. This is what it's about. Sync up with us by eating sugar bear hair. Sugar Bear Hair is the best seller on Amazon with thousands of rave reviews. And they're these little tasty blue gummies that taste like sweet, delicious candy. And they're made with juices of real berries, but they contain everything you need for stronger and healthier hair. Oh, they're so delicious. And just picture any celebrity with amazing hair and you can bet that they have a stylist who clued them into Sugar Bear Hair. They have as much vitamin A as as four cups of broccoli, as much vitamin C as one cup of cranberries, and as much vitamin B12 as four organic eggs. Sugar Bear hair fans also found that their nails and skin quality improved over time, which I talked about last time we were discussing this. I have been getting so many compliments on my appearance, and I it's it's confusing, and my confidence, my (laughs) ego is skyrocketing, skyrocketing, skyrocketing. You won't hear Corinne being self-deprecating any longer. Well, I still do that because that's my <laughs> type of humor. But it's also going to be mixed. It's going to be confusing for everyone because it's gonna. I'm going to shoot myself down, and then I'm just going to be like, "But also, I'm, I'm probably beautiful. the prettiest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glowing. Look at me. <laughs> I have to stay indoors because I just attract so much attention now. <laughs> well, there are. We should read some reviews because there's some really great reviews from Sugar Bear Hair real users. Morgan Y says, I will never stop loving these bears. Absolutely excellent product. I'm using, I've been using it for five months and my hair looks and feels amazing. Tiffany said, I absolutely love these vitamins above all of the others I've researched and tried out there. They taste like the best, they taste the best out of all I've tried. My hair started with a short bob cut and that just wasn't growing for months. And a year later now, my hair is past my chest. Thank you, Sugar Bear Hair. So you too. Can get the hair and skin and nails of your dreams. Just to be just like Corinne. Just like me and Sabrina too. <laughs> Go to sugarbearhair.com slash T-G-O-G for beautiful hair and a healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com slash T-G-O-G. Sugarbearhair.com slash T-G-O-G. Okay. So if you weren't clued into it earlier... We're doing Haunted Roads. Yes. And I'm doing Highway to Hell. Oh, my God. Highway to Hell. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I want to get on a mechanical bull now. (laughs) Start riding. (laughs) We should do a live episode while we're both riding mechanical bulls across the country from each other. I don't want to brag, but I'm pretty good at them. You know, I've. Only done it once at Emma's birthday. What was it like? Sophomore year. I'm also too short to get on a mechanical bull myself, so the attendant <laughs> always has to help me on. Hey, but once I'm on, I'll never You're go off. staying on. I'm staying on. I worked hard to get on that bull. Yeah, well, that's not the case with Highway to Hell. If you're on that road, get the fuck off. <laughs> it should, you know, when you enter a state and it says like "Welcome to Virginia," it should say. Get the hell out. <laughs> it should say, welcome to hell. GTFO. No turning back? No. Okay. So Highway 666 is a 200-mile-long stretch of hell. And nope. it it is referred to as Highway to Hell and runs north and south in southeastern Utah from Crescent Junction to 
Mexico waters in Arizona. The Navajo Indians actually believe that the number six combined with the number six in any other capacity is considered to be evil and a harbinger of bad luck. So when Highway 666 opened in 1926, you can bet that there was uh, a lot of uh, backlash. Yeah, I bet. And people are pretty superstitious, so that combined with the crazy amounts of deaths that happened on this road caused um, – Cause people to riot a little bit. And okay. actually, there's a quote from 1990 where a state trooper reco- reported after stopping a drunk driving suspect on Route 666. And the guy said, Triple Six is purely evil. Everyone dies on that highway. <laughs> Did he say it just like that? Well, he was drunk. So that's how I, that's what <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> uh, the officer, I can walk straight. This is. Officer. Z Y X W U T V. I was close. I can't. I can't say it soberly. Z Y X W U T S R Q Q P O N M L K L. And then whatever's the rest of it, you know. L K J Y H G F E C or D C B A. There you go. Woohoo! I'm going to edit it to make it sound like I did it without stopping. <laughs> <laughs> just get it tattooed on like the crease of your finger. So if you ever pulled over, you can just quickly like glance down a little cheat sheet. Or maybe you just don't drive drunk. Well, just, just don't get in a car if you've had anything to drink. That's why there's Uber. Okay, um, Highway to Hell. In 2002, 11 motorists were killed in car wrecks on Route 66 in New Mexico alone. And, Wait, um, how many? 11 just in the area of New Mexico. Dang, that's a lot. Yeah. And it got so bad that people started begging local government and the – I don't know, the the highway gods to change the name of the highway. And in 2003, they eventually renamed it to Highway 191. Or if you're in different, it depends on the state that you're in. It's either 191 or 491. But just because you change a name doesn't mean you can change the fate of the road. Nope. You've already done you've the done the damage. Attracting evil in yeah. previously. Now they yeah. found their home. They're probably not going to want to leave. No. Just before I go into all the um, paranormal phenomena and strange things that have happened on this road, if you do happen to drive on this road, uh, make sure you bring a, compa- a companion because it seems like the ghosts on this road like to sit shotgun and they like to have intimate one-on-one conversations. So if oh you're alone – um, I've heard of, this is one of those things where they say if you're driving down haunted roads or there are certain groups or religions that yeah. believe that by leaving an open seat, mm-hmm. you're inviting something to come in. So they say always to just like leave something like a pen or a tissue box or something on your seat while you drive. Yep. On every seat. All of them. Or just bring your friends. Yeah. Your Tie dogs. yourself to your friends. Maybe kidnap a friend or two so that you always have a companion. Pick up hitchhikers along the way. Oh, yeah, that's friends. This is brilliant. 
What this could go wrong? Very smart ideas from Corinne and Sabrina right now. <laughs> um, but, okay, so a little bit of history of this road. Around the time of the USA-Mexico conflict of 1848, the road was a main trading route which served the Mexican nation. It was known as Old Spanish Trail. And then it was upgraded into a highway in 1926. And my question is, do you think – well, maybe I asked this at the end. If you think that the road is haunted because it was given the name 666 or if regardless of what it was named, it would be haunted. So you tell maybe me what you think. Maybe the name came from inspiration behind what Ooh, happened there. Interesting. The, we'll have what to, I said didn't make sense. That sentence didn't make sense. But I you know understand what, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's a sacred Native American site right off of Highway 666, and it's known as Shiprock, which translates to rock with wings. And they believed it was once a majestic bird that helped transport the Navajo people from their old home to their new home. And so the access to this rock is completely forbidden because they believe that it you can't disrupt this majestic godlike bird from its peace. And then there are just a ton of other accidents and paranormal activities that take place on this highway. And in addition to these things, a lot of people have feelings of anxiety, dread, and a sense of impending evil. Mm. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I'm assuming, I haven't actually looked at this road, but it's pretty much an empty road, right? There aren't towns or exits close together so if you're feeling that you're kind of stuck yes and not only that you might physically be stuck because there's a high number of uh vehicle malfunctions on this road like people will blow tires their engines will overheat just all these like the most the random the most random electrical malfunctions that you would never expect to happen to your car happen on this road i wonder if they've ever tested the magnetism in the area well they do believe i'll get to that okay there are reports of ghost hitchhikers and then there's also i'm just going to paint a picture for you close your eyes and imagine you're driving down a dark desert highway and all of a sudden there's a strange bolt of light and then you look up and there's a freaking 16 wheeler massive out of control like truck driven by you can see in the the windshield is a driver like mad like looking mad and he's driving towards you and his eyes are emblazed with the fire and the entire truck is sparking in fire and it's driving straight at you holy crap this is a final destination movie and the, the truck will come at you so fast that your people who see it are just like well i'm dead and their life flashes before their eyes and then all of a sudden poof the truck's gone that's what's the point of that is that to make people drive off the road themselves out yes. of fear that's what i believe or just why not scare people because it's fun a woman linda dunning her husband wrote of an experience he was all alone and hadn't seen a car for miles and miles when suddenly he saw a truck that looked like it was on fire heading straight for him it was going so fast that sparks were flying off the wheels and flames were coming from the smokestack it scared him so bad he pulled off the road and walked 20 feet or so away into the desert and waited there waited there for the truck to pass him and he believed that the car was going 150 miles per hour 
I feel like that's impossible to do because that's all desert land. And so it's really, I'm sure the wind, like, you know how if you go past and you're pushing like 85, 90 and yeah. the wind picks up and your car kind of goes, Whoosh. you're like swerving a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then you panic and you go down to 70. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That may, that reminds Still me of the drive. 65. <laughs> that reminds me of the drive from LA to Vegas or Vegas back to LA. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Or yeah. even like going out to Palm Springs. Right, right. From LA. People believe that the driver of the truck is actually the spirit of a serial killer who also, who used to live in that area. But that's all I found about it. I don't know who else the serial killer was. It's kind of a weird MO too to then move his afterlife into like driving a truck. You know, I don't know. Maybe the devil gave him a job and he's doing it. That's true. Yeah, I was like, why is driving a truck his passion in the afterlife? Wouldn't it be <laughs> killing people? <laughs> Maybe he's know. trying. Oh, also, did you know that um, people believe that Satan drives a sedan because on this road there's a black sedan that will appear in the back of your headlights? Or like you'll see headlights in the in your rear, rear view mirror and all of a sudden this black sedan will just like come flying at you and they call it Satan's sedan. That's Which, what a weird choice of car. Right? That's what I was thinking. I imagine like like a Hummer or something. Yeah, something intense or like aggressive, but a sedan. Right. It's like <laughs> just a little sedan. Satan decides to drive a Prius because he wants to save. Yeah, the, we all have to save on gas. Maybe he's trying to be eco-friendly here. He may hate people, but he doesn't hate the earth. And he has enough heat to fuel it on its own. Oh, that's another. Yeah. Yeah. He just cuts his hand and drips his blood into the engine. Go, car, go. We've lost our minds. But, okay, there are other motorists who will just stop on the side of the road, you know, to take a quick leak or... A leak. <laughs> <laughs> Leaky faucet. Um, And when they're there, they'll all of a sudden hear growling as if there's a pack of dogs. And they will see Chupacabras. these... Chupacabras. No, they will see these demon dogs. They are black dogs with piercing yellow eyes and razor sharp fang teeth start sprinting towards them. And I just believe- had a thought. Do you think that not to constantly be bringing up skinwalkers in these past two episodes, but do you think that Corinne. demon dogs are actually a thing? I know I'm just cursing myself. But now no. that I'm back in the city, I'm like, because- there's nothing. Um, but anyway, do you yes. think? Yes, this is. A thing that a lot of people think. Really? Yes. That it's not actually demon dogs. It's he recruits these. There are reports of skinwalkers on this road. Oh, my God. I'm so smart. (laughs) Yeah, people have seen skinwalkers. And actually, it's weird, though, because some reports of skinwalkers have been as a way to warn people, which is something that I've never really heard together i've never heard of skinwalkers being a protective entity we should do an episode on them i agree the main story about skinwalkers on this road is that they believe they appear to warn travelers to not continue down the road because there's something dark at the end of the road or not the end of the road just if you continue down the road there's something dark and if you don't listen to a skinwalker who tells you not to go further it is believed that a evil shaman will appear in the backseat of your car and use his dark magic to cause your car to crash 
and kill you in order for him to be there at the moment you transition from life to death so that they can steal your soul. And then Corinne. Hi. Hi. Sorry. We said cause his car to crash and and then it went blank. Um, They'll cause the car to crash so that he's there when the person's soul transitions from life to death so he can steal their soul. Oh, okay. Because when you were first explaining it, I was thinking, why are all these evil creatures trying to help out these people? But they're not really. It's kind of like a game. It's like saw. If you get through one checkpoint, it doesn't mean you're safe. <gasps> There's something else. Oh, I don't like looking at it like that, but I, you have a really good point. It's just like a like never ending a game. <laughs> yes, I love games. <laughs> Sabrina loves games. I love to play games. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I should close the windows. People who are walking by with their dogs are probably like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> Come inside, my dear. <laughs> Um, See, this okay. is what happens when you don't take your sugar bear hair vitamins. <laughs> you go mad and turn into or, an old witch. Okay, so then what else about this road? There's a lot. Um, okay, so then they also, there's also a woman in white on this road because no story. No go- yeah, there's no ghost story complete there's without one. There's got to be one in every spot. Yeah, but this one's interesting because she has been seen through all four states that the highway travels through. So it's interesting makes me think that she is just walking up and down, up and down this highway. Oh, oh my gosh, like a never-ending cycle. She's yeah. trapped. Just and then she will roaming the road. Yeah, and she'll appear out of nowhere and people will stop to help her. And then once you go to like talk to her, she'll just disappear in front of your eyes, which, I mean, we've talked about this before, but that is terrifying. Because you think yeah. you're going to help someone and then they aren't really there. And then, and then is that – did you already do the damage though? It's one thing to be like, oh, well, I just saw a ghost and they left. But you already gave them an invitation. What sort of invitation was that? It might have not just been to get in the car and drive somewhere like you think. Maybe you oh my invited gosh. this thing into your home forever. <gasps> Corinne, what if she's like – okay, because there's a progression of – niceness and evilness what if she's the first test and if you engage her then you've failed the test and then you'll start seeing more things like you'll see say it's like the elevator game don't talk to the woman in the elevator guys okay well mind your own business on this road that's what the sign should say gtfo and myob well now i wonder okay so then there's also a so many people lose time while on this road and i wonder if this is like the last thing that happens after you've gone through all the checkpoints and if you go through all of them something happens to you and you lose time and you forget all of your experiences this is just like the the what's it called how how but you forest yeah oh yeah well yeah because people will disappear and never be found similar to the forest but then other people will reappear and have no recollection of their missing time some people will have missing min- minutes, hours, or sometimes even days and have no idea what they what happened while they were gone. Days? Um, days. 
And yeah, there are claims that drivers themselves will disappear into thin air. And sometimes there will be like a personal, like a piece of personal property or part of the car that has been, that is found on the side of the road or on the road in some aspect. But high percentage of those people who disappear are never seen or heard from again. (gasps) And then I was reading an article. What? I was going to say multiple thoughts on that. Okay. Is it that it's actually maybe just a spot where a portal opens up to another dimension and people are trapped in an alternate universe now? Yes. That's what I That's one thing I think. Or aliens. Alien abduction. Well, exactly. So one of the articles I was reading, they said that people correlate loss of time to being in close proximity to anti-gravity systems that are used to help propul like uh, help the propulsion of ufos so people think it has to do with aliens we these are sorry i'm having a hard time understanding there are things set up in the desert to help yeah so i what i think it is is that ufos have to use have to have some anti-gravity gravity system in their ufo right in their system oh within their Okay, my brain was not working. I was thinking like people are going out in the desert setting up this crap for aliens. I mean, that's also possible. We can't rule that out. We can't rule out anything. Except that the earth is round. I mean, that the earth is flat. We know it's round. Oh my God. Help me, someone help me, my brain. (laughs) But then you were asking earlier if they've tested the area in terms of like energy levels. And so I was wondering... I couldn't find anything specifically on it, but I was wondering if this loss of time is something that correlates specifically to high energy in that area and if maybe it's connected to the high spiritual activity or if it's aliens or if it's a weird time warp of sorts. I I mean, the possibilities are endless. Could it even just be like witchcraft did a curse on the road and so now people – believe they see all these things and experience all these things but it's just like a manipulation of space it's like how we were talking about the uh statue of liberty in ellis island could it have just been that these men were seeing something that wasn't actually there it was an implanted memory because of cursed space or something i mean it's that scares me because then it makes me wonder if everything we see is implanted in our minds because this is a 200-mile stretch of highway that so many people have had these crazy experiences. And now I'm like – Sabrina? Yeah? Do you want to eventually one day go on a haunted cross-country road tour and drive down Highway 666? Are you asking me on a date? Kind of. It's kind of like a romantic getaway. <laughs> it's a vacation together. Wait, I'd actually be really down to do it with you. Because remember, we used to say we were like, we're going to road trip up the West Coast and we never did it. Well, let's do it. Now we have to go from one end to another. Okay, when should we do it? 2019? Let's plan for 2019. Yeah, because we have our trip Fall for 2018. 2019. That's some good driving weather. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we should do like a whole week of Halloween stuff and travel from... Where from LA go Highway Six 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 and then stop at these like haunted places throughout Fuck the U.S. Yes, hell yes. We need to rent a car though. I was just thinking like we should take my car, but that means I'd have to drive all the way back after. So we can rent a black sedan. Hey, what's up, <laughs> Satan? We got the same car. Ours is newer. 
Is yours just a lease? <laughs> Ours is a rental. <laughs> uh, so that is um, – oh, and then the last thing that happens on this highway is that there are stories of Native American spirits showing up in the backseat of cars causing people to swerve off the road. And then there are also people have – there are also strange orbs that have been seen floating across the highway at night. So this place – I mean – there's just so much going on. So much. I just Something about don't. the desert, too. I feel like all the weird, horrifying things happen in the desert. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to, like, hide things there, too. Which is weird because it doesn't seem like it would be that way because it's so open and expansive. But think about how rarely... You go walking in the desert. And the desert plays tricks on your mind. Yeah. Well, is it the desert or is it dehydration? Or is it a combination of both? Or is it the, the devil himself who lives on Highway 666? Welcome to my home. Highway to hell. Damn. Damn. It's so scary, but for some reason, a large part of me wants to go there. I'm, I'm down. We... At this point, to hell with it. Okay, two, 200 miles. How long would that take to drive? Is that like a... That's not that long. It's like probably two and a half, three hours. An, an hour and a half? I don't know how driving works. If you're driving on average 80 miles per hour, you can do it in two and a half hours. Okay. Okay, yeah. So we go during like lunchtime, you know? It's nice and bright out. <laughs> I have to take a long lunch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have an appointment with the devil. Oh, my God. <laughs> the other thing that concerns me is what if people hear this story of this mad truck driving and then they just assume when they're on the road that it's the ghost truck, <gasps> but it's actually truly a truck losing control. No. And they don't do anything to save themselves. It's a catch-22. <gasps> Oh, oh my gosh, I just watched that documentary, um, There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane. It's about a woman who, with a car full of children, drove directly into oncoming traffic on a major highway. I really want to see that one. If you if you just want to cry your eyes out and have no resolution at the end of it, please do. Oh, God. See, I have all of these. You've been recommending me a lot of good documentaries that I really want to watch, but I haven't found a time where I'm emotionally stable, available to just (laughs) lose it. Yeah. If any of you guys do drive on Highway 666, Highway to Hell, please tell us if you have any experiences there. Yes. And then also, it's important for all of you who may eventually drive on that road to be on the lookout for anything suspicious. And maybe if you're like me, you need to wear contacts to to see things. And so you can use simple contacts because it's the most convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes. It's vision care for the 21st century. This isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam, but if you need to renew your prescription, you can take a five-minute vision test from your phone or computer. It's reviewed by a licensed doctor, and you receive a renewed prescription, and you can reorder your contacts. All you need 
is your current contacts and internet connection and 10 feet of space. It's actually super convenient. I did it on my computer from work and I just stood 10 feet away and then they take that you just do the test. It's super easy. And I mean, it's convenient because there are a million things that you have to do with your time. So contact lenses should be easy, right? Uh, with simple contacts, you can renew your prescription and reorder your, your contacts from anywhere in minutes. No more doctors, offices, or waiting rooms. Right. And they have all the different brands and types of lenses that you're familiar with. So you never have to shop around to find the lenses that you want because your lenses are here at the best price. And the vision test is self-guided. It takes less than five minutes. And I mean, think of the amount of time you save compared to making an appointment, getting to the eye doctor, taking time off, etc. You can't take a long lunch like we're trying to do to go see hell. Nope. Simple Contacts has been rated five stars over 3,000 times on the App Store, and you can text with the support team and always get to speak with a person, not a robot. For $30 off, go to simplecontacts.com forward slash T-G-O-G and enter the promo code T-G-O-G at checkout. And again, this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. For $30 off, visit simplecontacts.com forward slash T-G-O-G and use the promo code T-G-O-G at checkout. What did you choose? Back to Haunted Roads. Yeah. This is actually a recommendation from Amber, whose story we read in episode 37. So thank you, Amber. I love At the very end of her email, she was like, by the way, look up this road. (laughs) And girl, I did. It makes our job easier. So just keep suggesting haunted things. I do. (laughs) Every time someone recommends something, I'll look it up. And if I like it, I throw it in and I'm like, yep, this is what I'm doing in this future episode. (laughs) Easy enough. Okay, so what is it? Okay. Yorktown, Virginia is the neighboring town to the very, very haunted Williamsburg, Virginia. Ooh. But Yorktown has a few ghosts of its own. Okay. One very haunted spot in Yorktown, Virginia is Crawford Road. On one end, Crawford Road is spelled like Crawford, like the normal Crawford. But on the other end, it's spelled Crawford. Which is interesting that it has two different spellings, but it's believed that the actual correct spelling is the Crawford because it was named after a school teacher, Helen Crawford. But the area on the road that's super active is on the side spelled Crawford. How long is this road? It's so interesting that it's kind of like split. Not long. I walked down the whole thing via Google Maps. Oh, I was like, you went? (laughs) Via Google Maps? Yeah, I did. I went at like a little jogging pace. I think it's probably like two miles under that maybe. So it makes me wonder if the side spelled Crawford is protected by the woman who it was or the teacher it was named after. Ooh, it's quite possible. The road is narrow. It's paved and it does not have streetlights. The majority of it runs through the Yorktown Battlefield property, which is essentially why there's nothing built on the road and why there aren't any streetlights because it's on this historical land. Uh, It is quite pretty. It's hugged on each side by the surrounding forest. And there are clusters of houses that stand on each end of the road. So when you first enter the road or from either side, there are houses, but the whole entire middle section of the road is just empty. But hugged by forest, which is nice. Right. And when I was walking down the road, 
via the internet. It was, it seemed quite peaceful. That's I was like, nice. this is a great little jogging spot. So right. long as you bring your weapons with you, because no one can probably hear you or see you. It's probably, you know, nicer to view it on Google Maps so you don't have to deal with the spooky spirits. Or mosquitoes or chafing, you know, stay inside. <laughs> Work out by going on Google Maps. <laughs> I saw you the buy world my today. New workout plan for $80. <laughs> Our road trip is actually going to be me and you facetiming it and looking at the same place on google maps google maps <laughs> <laughs> well that's lazy okay okay so it's what's in the middle of crawford road that has people opting to take the long way home oh no what is in it? the middle of crawford road there is a small bridge it's shallow and anyone approaching the bridge can easily see the other side so i walked up to it via google maps <laughs> and it's it can't be more than like 10 feet deep. It's pretty shallow. Okay. Its walls are now covered with graffiti and it pretty much just seems like a normal bridge. But those who have been will tell you that it's anything but normal. Legend goes there was a runaway bride who hung herself from the bridge. Oh, I feel like this is such a common story with bridges and haunted bridges. It's like Emily's Bridge. Yeah. In Vermont. From like episode five or something like that. Oh my gosh, that was so long ago. I think it was even earlier than that. Yeah, it might have been one of the first ones. Wow. The first 10, I think I did just pretty much Vermont the entire time. (laughs) Okay, legend goes, there was a runaway bride who hung herself on the bridge. People still claim to see a ghostly white figure standing on top of the bridge looking down onto Crawford Road. And sometimes they see the figure dangling from it. Sometimes completely falling and vanishing right before she hits the ground. And one woman saw a combination of all three of these things when she was driving and she noticed a white figure standing on top of the bridge. And she was like, that's weird. But she kept driving and she passed under the bridge. And then she looked in her rear mirror as she exited the bridge and she saw the white figure jump from the bridge, (gasps) fall part of the way down and then suddenly stop and swing Uh, back and forth as if the figure had been hanged. That this ghostly figure gives people a bit more of a show sometimes. Banging on the outside of their car. No. And supposedly, if you drive under the bridge at night and you turn off your lights and turn off your car, you'll hear the ghostly voices of slaves, hear the cries of babies, and experience oh some sort of paranormal attack. I, I, that has, yeah, this I, is like the game like, that people play there. It's like a bloody Mary under the bridge. Chills through my body. I can't even. Why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. People do it. One group was driving down the road at night playing a CD in their car when they got to a bridge, when they got to the bridge, and the stereo started emitting an awful shrieking sound. Oh, my gosh. And while that's spooky enough, the group got off easy compared to others who passed under the bridge. There was another group of friends who were driving down the road. But when they went under the bridge, their car seemed to drive over something. And so they Uh -uh. thought that they ran something or someone over. And so they got out of the car and they started looking around and there was nothing. So they get back into the car and they were about to keep driving when the windows fogged up. Like, this is creepy. So they start driving, and then all of a sudden, handprints appear crawling no. up the window from outside. 
The group took off in their car, and as they drove, loud bangs and thuds came from outside of the car. And after a few more bangs, the back windshield began to squeak, you know, like as, as if something's yep. sliding down it, like that. Like going down oh it. Gosh. Corinne, I wish you could see me right now. I'm like... <laughs> This is so creepy. And this is at night. Like, this is at night. This is a whole group of them, too. Like, I thought you were going to say that when they got back in the car, they noticed that they picked up an extra passenger. (gasps) Someone else was in the backseat with them. Someone was riding the Something else was there. But this, so this thing slides down the back windshield, and then there's a sound of something hitting the road. So again, the friends, as weary as they are and as creeped out as they are, they're like, okay, realistically, we need to get out and look because what if there really is someone these people are on top of the car? Too good of people. Yeah. I mean, they didn't want to do a hit and run, which is, you know, it's a tough call when you're in a paranormal spot. So they got out to make sure that there wasn't someone or like an injured animal that they accidentally collected as they drove under the bridge and there was nothing again nothing so they left (laughs) a woman named stephanie posted online about her accidental trip i'm i'm still stuck on that (laughs) it's so it's so creepy it's like the i want to know those people because i i guarantee that at least one of them has had crazy weird instances happen to them or like something dark following them since that night. Because that's like an extreme sort of situation. Like, I mean, but that's sort of, that's the paranormal attack that people are experiencing by this road. It's scaring people away. And when I was on Google Maps, I passed by a motorist. He was on his motorcycle. And I was like, homeboy, why are you alone on this road? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, the Google Maps truck was there, but Jason, he was just all exposed. Maybe he's following the Google Maps truck so he can be in every single street on every single Google image map. That's another thing I love doing is looking up all those creepy Google Maps, like creepy images caught on Google Maps. Yeah, that is really so fun. fun. Okay. <laughs> So another woman, Stephanie, posted online about her accidental trip down Crawford Road. It was in 2011. She was driving with her kids to see some family nearby, and she was just blindly following the GPS to the location she put in, and the GPS took her down Crawford Road. It's 11 a.m. morning time. Okay. And she has her kids in her car. And she has kids in her car. As soon as she got into the dense part of Crawford Road, the empty stretch of Crawford Road suddenly became quite dark and she had to turn her lights on at 11 a.m. The air got very cool and she began to roll her windows up when one of her kids remarked about how there was no sound coming from the woods, even though they were right in the middle of like the dense part of the road. It was just complete silence. And so Stephanie was understandably freaked out and she felt a bit unsafe. And she said that she felt as though she was being watched by something that wished harm on her. And she's got her kids with her. So she's like, I need to get out of this place. And protect my children. Yeah. Right. 
So she gets to the bridge and she presses on the gas to get under it and off of the road as quickly as possible. But the car would not go any faster. It was as if something was tugging it back as she was pushing forward on the gas. But they eventually get off of the road without any other incidents. But for the following few days, both Stephanie and her children had horrible nightmares, which is like (gasps) what you were saying. So something does follow. Mm Mm-hmm. It follows. No, I hate that movie. It's a love hate. I still think about it. (laughs) Three years, four years later, I still think about it. EVPs have also been captured here. Pamela Kinney, who is the author of several paranormal books, was at this location and she used a ghost box or swear box to Mm -hmm. do some ghost hunting. She asked if there was an African-American bride on top of the bridge and a man's voice came through the spare box and responded, (gasps) no, I am. Uh, Then she asked how he died, assuming that it must have been a spirit of someone who was involved in a car accident. But the voice responded by telling her that the villagers had killed him. Wait, and remember that one story? Creepy. We read a listener story about how you're not supposed to ask spirits how they died. Right. It was someone who is a practicing witch had emailed us about like the proper ways or safer ways to use a Ouija board. A Ouija board. Yeah. And that was one of the things you're not supposed to do. Oh, gosh. Uh, Car accidents are common on Crawford Road, leading Mm -hmm. people to believe that the paranormal influences on the road are causing it to be an unsafe place for motorists. One man's car battery completely died right by the bridge and he had to call a tow truck. Other motorists drive off the road completely, claiming to have seen a person standing alone (gasps) in the middle of the road and then they swerve to avoid hitting them. And other that people, is my greatest fear. That I told you, I swear I said this in one of our podcast episodes like early on, that um, in high school, my friend Maya and her boyfriend at the time were driving down one of the back roads in Charlotte, Vermont, and mm-hmm. they saw a woman dressed in like old-timey gear, and it was too late for them to swerve or anything, and so they hit her, and she just went through the car. I, ugh, that freaky. And unfortunately, some people have passed away from their accidents on this road as well. And like I said before, this road is not a long stretch of road. It's a short road. And people, yeah. they're, people have passed away. Accidents uh, have happened quite frequently. And police are quite aware of how frequent it is. Jeez. But accidents were not the only cause of death on this road. In the 1950s, a cab driver was murdered there. <gasps> And a decade later, one of the houses on the one of the bookends of the uh, road caught fire and the children who were inside died. Oh, soldiers in military uniforms have been spotted in the area, along with other spirits as well. And it seems like the bride is not the only one hanging around, clearly. Yeah, it sounds like there are so many spirits there. And also, too, a side note, I it's a it's a bridge. So I was like, well, what's on top of the bridge? You know, everyone's seeing the spirit on top of the bridge. And there's a road called Historical Tour Road mm-hmm. that is the one that goes on top of the bridge, which is why the bridge w- bridge was built. And I'm not clear on whether it's a pedestrian bridge or what exactly it is, because I tried to look on Google Maps, but the truck or the Google Maps card did not go down that road. So I couldn't put my little man on it. Um 
so I'm assuming it's like a walking trail through the that historical site. It might have had different purposes back then. Who knows? Well, there are conspiracies. What are they? There are conspiracies about the KKK's involvement oh, surrounding God. the bridge. Some people that believe that the bridge still acts as a gathering place for KKK members. That's um, terrifying. Super scary. This belief may have to do with the apparent black apparitions who appear in a row hanged from the bridge. <gasps> so they believe but it. I will say Ugh. the bridge was built too recently for it to have been used for hanging okay. slaves. But it was in existence when the KKK were meeting in Yorktown. That was like one of their <sighs> spots. I mean, Yeah. It's, it's possible. possible that this was a site where slaves had been murdered, just not on this bridge, and the spirits are just presenting themselves on this bridge. There's also no record of a bride hanging herself, but then again, it's hard to find accurate records from a long time right. ago. Even people yeah. who look up on the internet something that happened like 18 years ago, sometimes it's really difficult to find stuff. So I feel like it's you have still to go... Possible. To the library and find old newspapers because those are actually semi-reliable. Whereas on the internet, anyone can use Photoshop and or make right. up stories. So it makes it difficult to find. Support your local library. I actually have two library books on my desk right now, and they're both about devils. Oh, my gosh. I just went to Barnes & Noble and I bought uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark and mm -hmm. Broken Girls. I'm a bit behind on the Two Girls, One Ghost book club reading. Yes. You're going to like that. I like it a lot. I need a new book to read now that I have a little bit more time. I also, I was very tempted to buy The Stranger Beside Me and Rule's book about Ted Bundy. But I was uh -huh. like, no, no, I need to get through like the 20 books I have right now. I have the iBook. I'll send it to you. Okay. All right. Uh, it's. It's also possible that the negativity of this road has attracted spirits to the road who may not have actually passed away there. Interesting. Who would want – it doesn't sound like a pleasant place to go. It's so – it's interesting. I mean, it is on land that was a battlefield. So it makes sense that there's a lot going on and that there is like weird energy. But – it's very specific almost to this bridge, which is also strange that all the, the experiences and the paranormal sightings are happening surrounding this tiny little bridge. Yeah, that is strange. And it's not the oldest part of the road. Right. There is another area, though, that is a paranormal hotspot on this road. There is a creepy abandoned building that sits just out of sight. Fences guard the house and the doorways are apparently just missing. There there are no there are doorways, but the doors There's don't no exist in door. the doorways. It's just empty. Weird. Well, people could have taken them off or broken them down in order to break into the building. Maybe, but no one really wants to break in because while the doors are missing, what's not missing is a pair of glowing red eyes that appear inside <gasps> of the doorway. Moving uh, with you, watching you. But vanishing if you get too close. Can I just say, Corinne, we have had like two technical issues this episode. And it was when we talked about skinwalkers. And right now, when you just said the pair of red eyes, your voice sounded distorted through my headphones. Fuck. I wonder if that will come across in the recording. 
Oh my gosh. We have okay. anti-ghost equipment, so probably not. Well, we tried to get anti-ghost equipment. <laughs> also, <sighs> the other thing for next week, we already have our topic picked out and I did my research for next week. And Sabrina, every time I talk about it or when I was doing my research, I felt extremely uneasy. So I'm really nervous to talk about it. That's not a good sign at all. It's not because we research this all the time. Every week we're reading stories. Yeah. We're responding to emails of people's ghost stories. Like I feel like we're a bit desensitized. But when I've been talking about this thing and oh when I've God. been researching it, I've been feeling very uncomfortable. That's either going to make everyone want to listen to next week or no one want to listen to next week. <laughs> I'm scared. We might have to maybe record a little bit earlier in the day. I don't know. <laughs> can we, can I opt on. out? Can you just talk to yourself and record it? And then I don't have to know what it is. <laughs> just my one side. Yeah. I've already decided that I'm going to sage that day before I talk about it because I feel like I've done enough where I need to just cleanse the space anyway. Yeah. It's probably a good idea. Jeez. Okay. All right. So the abandoned <sighs> building has mm -hmm. a pair of glowing red eyes that will watch you but vanish before you get too close. And there's been video taken in the abandoned building and one of the tapes caught ghostly figures walking along the walls in <gasps> ways that gravity would not allow a normal person to walk around. So it wasn't anyone's shadow. People Weird. have also heard footsteps, feeling as if they're being watched, hearing whispers, having their <gasps> feet stepped on, oh. and feeling hands touch their back. It makes me think of like a satanic cult or something. Yeah. Oh, yes. The KKK meets on the bridge and then the satanic cult meets in the abandoned building. Or maybe they, even the KKK met in the building and they hung people Ugh. or did other bad crap by the bridge. I don't know. I did when I was on Google Maps. This is an ad for Google <laughs> Maps. How many times have I said this episode? But Google Maps... I stopped. I tried to like hit every frame that I could while near and under the bridge. And I was looking around like in the tree line and all on the bridge because I was thinking maybe there would be an apparition caught on camera by <laughs> the Google Maps truck. And but there was nothing. Nothing oh, that I that could see. That would have been really cool. I bet that there probably are. I bet the Google Maps truck has caught some weird things. Some ghosts. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen this one. This one circulated everywhere. It's that person who's dragging a sack of something yes, okay, to the I've edge of the water one. and they're leaving a trail of blood. It looks like red mark behind. And everyone's <sighs> like, ooh, they got caught dumping a body. <sighs> you could spend a whole day looking, looking Google. at Google Maps. <laughs> Google Maps. It's cheaper than going and traveling. I forget who it was. There was some comedian that made a joke about how we all have Google Maps and you, Google Maps allows you to go anywhere in the world. But the first <laughs> thing everybody does is go straight to their own house. Yeah. Google Maps. It's so true. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I do that every time. I've already seen it 700,000 times. But well, I always think about like, what if I was outside tanning naked out by my pool? What if they caught me then? Oh. We were so upset that they let us know, like the town knew when the 
the truck was coming around to look at our street. <laughs> and so my family had planned. We were like, we are going, this is going to be our Christmas card photo. We're all oh. going to go outside. We're going to stand on the front yard and we're going to wave. And then we're going to use that image I for a Christmas card. wish that existed. Me too. So we had this whole plan, but there were two days that the truck was coming around. And the whole first day that we were there, it didn't come. And the second day we were leaving for vacation. So it must have come on that second day. And so we missed it. Oh, that's so such upsetting. a bummer. But that's what we do in Vermont. We spend all day looking out the window for the Google. Waiting for the Google truck. <laughs> Is it here yet? It's like the ice cream truck, but Google truck's here. Ma, can we go? I still go to the ice cream truck. It brings me joy. The one in New Jersey when I was growing up, the guy ended up being a drug dealer and a um, child molester. Oh. So that's cool. That's not good. No. We had really kind. I, man, I really wish you had that photo of your family. Right. Waving up. Awesome. Because then you could frame it. You'll have to frame something else. With FrameBridge. You guys have heard us talk about FrameBridge before, so you know that they make it super easy and affordable to custom frame your favorite things from print and posters to photos on your phone. But did you also know that a custom frame photo from FrameBridge makes the perfect Father's Day gift? I knew because you are doing it. And my dad does not listen to the podcast, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, so I think we can say this. <laughs> He's going to love it. It's going to be awesome. FrameBridge makes it ridiculously easy. You can order it in a few minutes and they'll send a one-of-a-kind framed picture that dad will love. That perfect gift for dad is already on your phone. Just upload your photo and order by Sunday, June 10th for guaranteed free delivery in time for Father's Day. So just go to FrameBridge.com, pick a great photo, and then the expert team at FrameBridge will frame it and send it straight to you or they can deliver it straight to your dad in time for Father's Day. When you place your order by Sunday, June 10th. Preview your item online in any frame style and then choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. And the amazing team at FrameBridge will expertly frame your item in days, not weeks or months, and deliver and deliver your finished gift ready to hang. The best part is that instead of paying hundreds, you'd pay at a framing store. Their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, our listeners will get 15% off of their first order at framebridge.com when you use promo code TGOG. Framebridge has thousands of five-star reviews and even offers a happiness guarantee. So if for any reason you aren't 100% satisfied with your order, they'll make it right. But we have been so satisfied with our orders. I get quite a few compliments on my the picture that I had framed of the Portsmouth tugboats. Everyone who comes over is like, ooh. Because it looks, it looks like the frames look like they could be hanging in a really nice gallery. Yeah, they're really pretty. I'm they're loving beautiful. their wood collection. Everything I've uh, ordered from them, it's from their wood collection so far. They have such a wide variety too. Like I love gold frames, but then it just depends on what you're framing too and what will look best with it. And they they're have gorgeous. so many options. They're gorgeous. gorgeous. So gorgeous. Order a custom gift for any dad in your life right now from your phone. Go to framebridge.com and use the promo code TGOG to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code TGOG, framebridge.com, promo code TGOG. Okay. Story time, story Story. time, story time, story time. One of the jingles that I did a few episodes ago, someone commented and was like, it sounded almost like you were doing the dragon tales. 
I remember Dragon Tales. My brother loved that show. Let's all go to Dragon Tales. They pull out the little dragon scales and go into the world of dragons. Oh, God, I wish. (laughs) I just have now I'm like having so much nostalgia for my childhood and wishing I could just be a child right now watching Dragon Tales. You can probably online pull it up. But I'm not a child and I can't go back to that, which is really sad. Yes, you can. Do you have a... With your imagination. (laughs) You don't have a time machine for me? (laughs) No. Okay. Oh my gosh, I have to take my shirt off. I'm sorry. I sweat. I... It's completely wet. I went through it. I'm going to get sick if I don't take it off right now. I mean, you lasted a... You lasted longer than usual. Okay. Nothing like podcasting in the nude. I'm still sweating. Okay. Take a story for us? I do. An email? I have a ghost story from a listener. And it's from... Marcella. Dear Sabrina and Corinne, hello, my name is Marcella. I've been binging your podcast for the last couple of weeks and it has reminded me of all of my personal stories. The one I will tell you about is not really something I ever thought of as paranormal. I was listening to your Home for the Holidays episode when I heard about the ghost locking the restaurant owner in the freezer. My heart instantly dropped as it reminded me of a story that happened to me a few years ago. When I was nine years old, I'm now 14, my mom and I would go to Bible study at my aunt's house. It usually started at five every Friday, and when I would be picked up from school, my mom would just drive me over without making any stops. I don't quite remember why, but that day, we went back to our apartment and changed before going to my aunt's. We had lived only a year in those apartments, and I always got a little bit of a creepy vibe if I was alone. My dad was at a meeting, so I was changing in my mom's room. Both of my siblings were in college at least 2,000 miles away. We stayed in there with no other human contact for about an hour. When we reached for the door, the handle would not turn. My dad, the gardener, and the handyman were working for three hours to get the handle removed from the door, but still... What still gives me chills to this day is that we managed to leave the room at exactly 7 p.m., which is when the Bible study ended. I have never thought much about that incident since my mom always said that God didn't want us to go for some reason, but I never quite knew why he would do that. I'm glad I moved out a year ago, but there was one other occurrence that happened in the same room with the exact same doorknob. It was rather quick, but I think it might be worth telling. My sister and I were in my parents' bed alone. My parents were on a trip, and we were sleeping in the bed that night. We knew we would watch a movie and fall asleep, so we closed all the windows and turned off all the lights in the apartment, and while watching The Princess Diaries, the doorknob turned as if someone was about to open the door. I screamed and ran into my sister's arms. That night, I slept on the side away from the door. Thank you so much for reading my story. Uh, If you have any questions, feel free to ask me. Keep up the hard work and stay spooky, Marcella. This makes me wonder if there was someone who was at Bible study that night that would have her meeting that person would have ended poorly almost like a rick situation okay that's interesting and i didn't think about it that way the reason i picked this email is because i when i read it i immediately thought something didn't want them on the road or something didn't like her mom said god didn't want them to go to that bible study that night for a reason and i was thinking what if they would have gotten in a terrible accident on the way oh, or on the way back? yes Oh my gosh, totally. And I know she said she got weird vibes from it, but like it felt, just reading it to me, I I felt like there was like more intention to keeping them off the road and in their apartment. Because it's not like anything bad happened. They were just locked for a certain time. Which is totally scary, but 
probably preferable to what could have been. Wow. Sounds like a guardian angel. I know. Or, or just, just like a really a, kind ghost looking out yeah. for you and <laughs> and wanting to watch Princess Diaries because it's a great movie. Right. Being like, well, I saved you before. So can I just like maybe can we just like go up and watch this movie with you? Yeah. I think that's a positive story. I know. And I wish that the day that I'm about to die on the road, some ghost locks me in a room. <laughs> I hope you don't die on the road, Sabrina. I hope you die in your sleep peacefully when you're 92 years old. I'm going to go skydiving when I'm like on my deathbed at 92 years old and like, be like wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was reading a story about the this guy that tried to kill his wife. She what? fell. They were doing like a free dive. Uh-huh. And he messed up with her parachute and her, uh, what's it called? Like the emergency chute, the uh-huh. secondary one. And she fell like 3,000, 4,000 feet or something like that out of the sky. And she <gasps> oh survived. <God. gasps> Holy shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> what's happening? And <laughs> did she just walk in and scare you? <laughs> she did that totally on purpose so i'm recording in my office and i'll have to send a picture of what it looks like but there's there's like a whole window on to my left uh of my desk and i just see this little like head peeking from the side and tap <laughs> and then fingers tap on the glass <laughs> uh, this is the and same for man. those who don't know and drew yeah. our uh, logo. logo for us <laughs> So the Ouija board is her her work. Okay, so I have two two quick stories. This one is from Kelbells. It's called Stop for the Dead Girl. Oh. Hey, ladies and pets. I will make this as quick as possible. In 1998, as a high school senior, four friends and I were driving down a local road. Some of us were slightly intoxicated as it was our senior week. Suddenly, we saw a teenage girl in a white dress covered in what appeared to be either blood or mud, walking towards us, mouthing, help me. No. We pulled over searching for the girl, and she was nowhere to be found. We told the story to several people as the five of us had all seen it, searching the news and local papers for anything to find out what happened. No luck. Just last year, I was driving down the same road alone, sadly looking at my phone when all of a sudden I felt a strong pull on the steering wheel and I looked up. I'd almost driven off of the road and this pull saved me from a crash. I was so shaken that I was so shaken and was suddenly freezing on a hot summer day here in Virginia and I'm still shocked by this event. As now, I never look at my phone while driving, but a part of me believes it may have been the girl that we pulled over to help, wow. actually helping me. So I say always stop for the dead girl. Oh, my God. Anyways, my mom sees things as well and works at a haunted school, E.W. Chittam Elementary in Chesapeake, Virginia. Did I mention Whoa. it's on the same road? <gasps> Recently, a believer herself, she befriended a security guard who seems to be a medium, constantly seeing and helping people that no one else can see. I need to meet her, but I'm still a little scared as I have had many inexplainable occurrences in years recent. Anyways, ladies, y'all are awesome. Keep it up. And I'll see y'all sexy on the other side. <laughs> Kelbells. 
Oh my goodness. How interesting. Her theory that something that was so spooky to like see a girl on the road and many people I'm sure would be freaked out and yeah. not stop. And she stopped to give aid and assistance right. to this girl who was mouthing help me and looking scared. And in return, she had her life saved in the future. It's so scary. Like had had she not been pulled. Yeah, what would have happened? And it's also a tough call because it's like, when do you know that you should stop right. for a spirit? It, you should always stop if you hit someone or see someone in danger, you guys. Right. But, but also, when it's a spirit or something that makes you feel uncomfortable, yeah. when do you make the call to stop? And when do you feel it would be safer for you yourself to keep going? Right. And also, like, if you watch the show I Survived, like, there's so many, like, so many of those stories where people are in these terrible situations and run for help and people just drive by them because the way right. that they look is scary. And like that, uh, what's her, oh my gosh, what is her name? That woman who had her, she was hitchhiking, Mar- Mary. Her sure. arms were chopped off and she oh, was bleeding yeah. out and looked like yeah. a monster and people passed people her. People drove past her, yeah. But finally, a newlywed couple, I think they were on their honeymoon, stopped and brought her to the emergency room. Yeah. So but then also, That like, was an episode of My Favorite Murder. Yeah, they did that. But then also, like, we talk about with, like, black-eyed kids. Like, they look like kids and they present themselves as people who need help. And right. then you try to help them and then you are doomed. I think it's one of those things where you just have to trust your gut, you know, like we're, we are just animals. And so we have fight or flight for a reason. And so if you feel like you need to step up and assist someone, then that should probably be your call. But yeah, if something makes you feel like you need to run and your life is in danger, trust your gut, trust your instincts, trust your instinct. Yeah. Well, I have one more quick one. This is from Jeremiah. I wanted to read this one. He um, was the one who had emailed before telling me to stop being so self-deprecating. <laughs> okay. He said, uh, I grew up in Illinois and there was a town near where I grew up named Barrington. There was a haunted road in this town called Old Cuba Road. This road had two known stories. One was a ghost car and a cemetery with lots of activity. There was also rumors of an old mental hospital, but I have my doubts about that one. I could never find anything concrete as far as that went. Interesting. So one evening, we went to visit this graveyard. It was me and two friends when we got there and the gate was locked. So we decided to just take some pictures and head home. We pointed the car in the direction of the graveyard to give ourselves some light and proceeded to take pictures with my digital camera. Every one of them was clear. Everything in front of the gate that is past the gate was a wall of dark despite the fact that we could see clearly into the graveyard so thinking it was a reflection from the headlights causing this we put the camera past the gate and clicked a few more pictures nothing just black even with the strong flash this reminds me of dear david and i know it reminds me yeah yeah probably not real yeah so freaky at this point 
we were spooked, but we decided to head home. About two minutes down the road, we had a car come up behind us, started flashing its brights at us, and swerving back and forth. So we pulled over to the side to let this crazy person pass. We didn't stop because we didn't want to get murdered. This was pre-MFM, so yay us. I have a question. Was it a black sedan? (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) Jeremiah, please tell us. Uh, As the lights got brighter... There was nothing all of a sudden. Not one thing. The lights were gone, and so was the sound of the car. There were no turnoffs and nowhere they could have pulled over without us seeing them. It was just gone. Oh. Hope you enjoyed this story. Stay spooky, girls. Your phantom Jeremiah. Wow. A ghost car. A ghost car. That's Satan Sedan. He's taking a road trip. If you ever open a car dealership, will you name it Satan Sedan? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, Corinne, this is what I wanted to tell you. I'm opening a car dealership. and Your dream um, come true. I always knew you loved automobiles <laughs> and sales. I, now you get two of them mixed together. It's my passion. <laughs> <laughs> this is so freaky, too, because it's just he got both experiences. He got the graveyard and he got the haunted car in one right. go. Two for one deal at uh, Satan Sedan's. Oh my <laughs> Father's Day sale. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is freaky. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just wow. it's it's more proof. Like you're not I don't want to say like you're not safe ever because I don't want people to get nervous and a lot of people listening to our podcast while driving in their cars. Yeah. So this is probably a bad episode for them. But it's like But just know? drive on the main roads. Don't go off anywhere else. Go Take the road. Everyone says take the road rest tra- less traveled, but you should take the road most populated. All right. Thank you, guys. Another good episode. We thought. We were Always fun. <laughs> yeah. We enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. Um, so if you guys have ghost stories, you should email us at twogirlsonegostpodcast at gmail.com. You can also just email us to um, tell us how great we are, which is actually what that Instagram giveaway was for us. We just wanted people to uh, tell us how great we were. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't really the plan. But Sabrina soon texted me and was like, oh, people are just complimenting us in the comments. I was like, oh, this is a good way to get ourselves <laughs> building our good ego. about ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so yeah, we have Instagram, we have Twitter, and we have Facebook. Uh, definitely follow us on all of those because now that we have merch, we will periodically do giveaways. We uh, just did one on Instagram and are going to, we're recording this before the Instagram will actually be like, cl- the contest will be closed. But yeah. um, we will be announcing certain winners on our social media. So be sure to follow us there yes. because you may miss it if you're only listening to the podcast um and then and then we also are in the month of june we're gonna have new merch designs ready and coming out so keep an eye out for that and also if you are a patreon member expect your free sticker or your bonus items in the next few weeks it's not too late to donate to patreon if you want to get on the june train with uh getting some swag and whatnot um yeah what else do we have i don't know we have um oh itunes go rate and review us and um yes please do that tell everyone about us we're trying to grow in our ranks 
yeah, our pyramid like scheme, a, you guys. Don't forget about it. <laughs> Everyone can tell win two a black, people. Forget the pink car. We're doing a black sedan now for your prize. <laughs> you too can ride like Satan. <laughs> and for a beautiful hair and a healthier you, go to sugarbearhair.com slash T-G-O-G. To save $30 on your contact lenses, just go to simplecontacts.com forward slash T-G-O-G and enter the code T-G-O-G at checkout. And go to framebridge.com and use promo code TGOG to save an additional 15% off of your first order at Framebridge. And we will see you you on the other other side. side.